Welcome to the CDH Counseling Podcast. My name is Mike Brewer, and I'm one of the four school counselors at CDH. Together with our two college counselors, our registrar, and Mrs. Redding, we make up your CDH Counseling Department. Our mission is to serve our students, families, faculty, and administration. We strive for every student and family at CDH to feel connected and informed. This podcast will offer a series of discussions with that goal in mind. Go Raiders. Okay, so we're with Ms. Fraley. We're going to be discussing uh, anatomy, physiology, CIS, college in the schools. We've already begun the conversation. Why, why would a student entertain taking this particular class? Well, the class through the University of Minnesota is actually called Physiology, Technology, and Medical Devices. Oh, wow. the, the medical school was very specific that they didn't want it called anatomy, thinking kids could ju- then just jump in at medical school to like their second level anatomy. So just to make it really clear, this is a, a freshman level introduction to how your body works. Why would you take this for credit? Um, I do a lot of labs. We do spend about 20 to 25% of our time in lab. If you are entertaining the idea of going into healthcare or pre-med or nursing or physical therapy or sports training or any of those kinds of things, this might be a great class for you to see if you can handle the lab structure, the lab materials, which a lot of people can't handle dissection. And happy to tell you that um, dissection, if you had um, Mr. Steinemann or Mr. Anderson for dissection and you're kind of freaked out about it, the people that come to me and are already freaked out, they, they're like, oh, it's not the same. Like, I do it totally differently. Mm-hmm. So it's very, it's very good in that respect. So this is a good way for you to see if you can handle anything college level and if this is something you really want to go into. Mm-hmm. Um, so first of all, if you want to go into the sciences, it's a great class. Or if you never, ever, ever, ever want to take another science as long as you live because you're going into business, you're going into marketing, mm-hmm. you're going into advertising, mm-hmm. then take my class because then you will get the four credits, depending upon the university you go to. You may get five, but you will get four credits for um, in your science credits. And that... They consider that a lab-based... They do consider it a lab-based science. Now, I do have a student who said that she got four credits for the class, and then because of the lab schedule I do, she got one more credit. So she got a total of five credits for her class. But that was at Kent State. I That's the only university I've heard that from, right. so don't bank on that. All right, okay. And you made the statement earlier that 96% of colleges and universities accept this college and the school's credit. In the United States. In the um, United States. Canada, Europe won't accept it. it. I'm sure it will look favorably on you. They're, they're going to say, oh, she took a college-level class. Mm-hmm. You know, this is, a, this is a good application. But I can't guarantee that. Okay. Okay. What about doubling up? So if I'm a, if I'm a sophomore looking at the junior So you'd probably curriculum. be taking chemistry, maybe even AP chemistry, and then um, anatomy. Uh, I asked a group of students in all my classes today, actually, and they said, super easy to double up on, that um, 
I do not have daily work that's mm-hmm. due. You get a, a large assignment. It's due like next week, I, you know, something like that. I give you plenty of time to work on it. We go through it as, we, as, as, as the week goes. Um, and then it's due. The tests are, are really hard. And I will tell you that straight up. I usually have two exams for every unit. There is um, a written and a practical exam. So yeah. that, that gets a little rough. But once you figure out the schedule, it's, it's pretty easy. Um, my students that are taking physics and anatomy, um, they said that it's, it just doesn't even occupy the same part of their brain. Mm-hmm. That it's just, it's really easy. They don't conflict. Okay, so in terms of a daily allotment of time, it, it, it would be hard for you, based on what I heard you say, to, to present anything because it, it would have and flow based on the program of where you're at. Right. Um, okay. Right, so some days you are going to put in a lot of time on my class. And then there's, there might be a whole week where you do a little bit of classwork, you do a little bit at home, and it's just not a huge amount of studying. Okay. We, we have three big exams a, a, a trimester. And is that root memorization preparation? or? Um, I work really hard on helping you learn how to study. Okay. So if you come to my class and you just say, I am not good at memorizing, I don't know if this is for me, I can tell you that you will get good at it. Like I give you about five different ways to study, and even if you don't learn anything about anatomy, you will learn how to study. Okay. Okay. So the cost for the class is this year was one hundred forty-five. Yep, one forty-five. I can't guarantee that for next year because they set the price okay. in the d- during the summer. But I'm. It hasn't changed in the eleven years I've been teaching it. Okay. So I'm pretty sure. It'll so be they set the curriculum. They write the curriculum for you. You deliver it. N- that's a little bit different for anatomy. Okay. For anatomy, we have specified ways to teach, not necessarily what to teach. Uh-huh. I know in physics and in the writing lab, there's it's very specific. But for anatomy, um, the, the cooperating professor at the University of Minnesota is Dr. Um, oh, my God, Murray Jensen. Okay. My brain just stopped right I, there. I can edit on Okay, thank you. Uh, Dr. Murray Jensen, and, and he wants us to do something called cooperative quizzes. And I'll show you what that is. And it's uh, a way to test with your group and solo because his philosophy is you you don't know anything until you can share it. Uh-huh. And so working with a group, you have to share. And so and it has worked out beautifully in my class. And uh, we have some, some lessons that we've created at the U that are um, inquiry-based so that that you have to talk and share again. It's all about talking and sharing. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So that credit, $145, will get you four, majority of the time will get you four college-level general elective credits, Correct. or are they science? They are science okay. credits, unless you are going into science. Because a lot of kids think if they take my class, then they, they are done with anatomy, and they can just jump right into to you know, an upper level anatomy. I really only teach you about 20% of what a college anatomy class will be because otherwise you would have no life. You would have no sports, no jobs, no friends because it is a lot of studying. And when you're in college, you only take three or four classes a a semester. So if I'm going pre-med, I'm going to have to take anatomy at the university of wherever. You are, but this will count as one of your, like, just general electives. Mm -hmm. So it, it takes off one of the general electives which the dollar value is anywhere what three to five hundred dollars per undergrad credit and if you are at st thomas it's about fifteen hundred dollars <laughs> so, so for i mean it's yeah. a, it's a 90 percent savings if you're going to st thomas st ben's 
any of those places. What some kids have told me from St. Thomas and, and St. Ben's, it cut off one J term they needed to, oh, to take wow. a class in. So that's so that, significant. That's significant, especially if you've got a sibling that's yeah. studying abroad and you want to go visit, go. Absolutely go. So there is a business uh, value here. Absolutely. As, as uh, approaching it. And what I usually tell students is best laid plans. Like uh, I had one young woman who was absolutely positively, she was going to Texas for school, and she didn't think they'd take the class. You know, they wouldn't accept it, so she didn't register for the class. She broke her leg in August and needed surgery and couldn't go to Texas. She ended up staying here at the University of Minnesota and asked if I could retroactively give her credit. Yeah. And I said, no. I mean, you, I know you have the best intentions of going to Notre Dame or, or, or Harvard, mm -hmm. but what if you end up staying here mm -hmm. and you wish you had those credits? Yeah, there's a value in going ahead and thinking ahead. Thinking rather. ahead. Thinking yep. ahead. Okay. So um, here's how the grade works. Yeah, I'm right. sorry to interrupt. No, this is good. This okay, is here's how the grade works. So let's say you get an A from me, the, and you end up going to University of Minnesota, Duluth, Mankato. Any of the Minsky yeah, schools. Yeah, any of the Minsky okay. schools. That A transfers. Wow. So you start off your college career with a 4.0. Let's say you end up going to Winona State. That's not, it's a state school, but it's not in the system. You just get the credits. And then, uh, like my, my student that went to Kent State, she got the four um, uh, class credits, and then she got uh, one lab credit, so she got five. And because she got an A in my class, she got an extra $1,000 scholarship to, for, for school because she got such good grades. So there's a benefit to doing well. You need a C or better for that transcript to transfer. But doing well always looks good. There is a, an attendance requirement. There is an attendance requirement. And I realize accidents happen and concussions happen and uh, Lyme's disease happens. Like all of this stuff happens and we can work it out, but there is a, a five day is what the, the University of Minnesota requ requires. Five, five absences. Five absences. Yep, five absences or less, which is really hard because let's face it, the seniors just missed two for retreat and then they probably have another, mm -hmm. you know, something that they're doing and then there's the sick day and then of course, you know, it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's hard. But don't let that deter you. I know, I know absence, you know, absences happen and we can work on it. Okay. We can, we can figure it out. I'm, I, I did drop a couple of kids because they were up in the 10, 12 missing and I just said, you're not taking, you can take my class, yes. You cannot have it for college credit, and I dropped them from the University of Minnesota. You have to hold to that integrity of absolutely, because otherwise it, it doesn't mean anything. Right. right. If it's just a gimme, then it doesn't mean anything. Okay. So what is the um, average? How, how many classes do you do you offer? I I last year I had five. This year I have four. Okay. And what is the breakdown? Junior senior breakdown? I would say two thirds seniors, a third juniors. Okay. I'm maybe sixty forty this year. Okay. I right in there. And of those. Seniors. Seniors. How many of them have doubled up in science? I would say over half are okay. doubled up. And and that's everything from AP Physics, APES, AP Bio, um, Advanced Physics, and CIS Physics. Okay. So it's it, it's it doesn't have to be, you know, I'm taking all AP classes. I mean you can you can um, um, work this out fairly well. Okay. All right. Any 
anything else you want to say in terms of promotion of the curriculum and the course? I think what I asked a group of juniors and seniors what they would say about the class and what should I put in the podcast. And they did say that it is a highly manageable class and you learn an overwhelming amount. It's, it's truly an enormous amount of information, mm -hmm. but you all have a body. You should learn about it and yeah. figure out what's going on so that you can take care of it. So, because some of them even said, well, I can't believe this isn't mandatory. Like, how, how is not everybody learning this? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like personal finance. <laughs> I, I, what's a credit score? Same thing for our, for our bodies. Oh, yeah. Okay. And the, the next question is, well, that seems like a lot of work. Maybe I'll just take advanced yeah. anatomy. Advanced anatomy is, is lower level. We don't get into as um, much physiology and higher level thinking. It really is more of an anatomy class and we're going through structures. We talk a little bit of physiology, but mostly anatomy. And then we talk about diseases and that kind of stuff. It's, um, it's for kids that maybe need a credit recovery because they didn't do well. Um, and, and they're scared of the information. I flat out have a couple of kids right now that were a little nervous, like it was going to be so much information because they were in physics as well. And then they were realizing, oh, I could have done both. Mm -hmm. I so, done. so if you're trying to pick between the two, you, you, you should move more toward the CIS offerings. There's more value there. There's more value there. Uh, my only requirement really is think about your previous science classes. Did you earn a B minus or better in those classes? Now, if you have that, if you have that random C in there because you had a concussion and you were you were just struggling or or something happened and you couldn't get to school on time, there's just all sorts of things. That's different. But as far as studying goes, and and when you're working your best, did you get a B minus or better? Kids that don't have that ability to get the B minus or better are going to really struggle in my class. And it's I've seen it, I've compared, I've done the matching up, and it's there. It is definitely there that there's a correlation. Anything else? So I, anything else? What did Steph bring up? What did she talk? You know, last year Steph talked mainly about the nuances of the different options um, right. and how inquiry is so different than honors or advanced even math base um, and the the structure of the information processing. Right. You know. Right. So that was all. Yeah, that was all done last year. So. Um, I, I just couldn't remember the specifics of how they read that credit. I was I was surprised when I found out Ramona that they don't give an English composition credit. Right. It's it's like the the entry level to thirteen oh one or whatever. Yeah, and see, mine's not an entry level class, and that's okay. probably what we should have put in there. Mine is um, CIS physics and the writing workshop are entry level classes for kids that may not be traditional college students. Okay. My class is for kids that already know they want to go into a science or, or they they're really want to challenge themselves. Mm -hmm. So it's not an entry-level class at all. Okay. okay. Uh, Mr. Hawkins, um, here to talk about English 12 Writing Studio. I've been promoting it uh, to, to our students and uh, with the benefit of the college and schools program. So could you just talk a little bit about the the concept of it, who designs the curriculum, what what exactly is the curriculum, how does that translate to the U, credits, all that stuff. 
Sure. So the U, it's the actual course, and the U course catalog would be um, writing, studio, uh, writing Studio 1201 or RIT 1201. And what it is designed for is it's designed as a course that will teach you, reinforce um, all the types of writing you're going to do in college with the idea that it prepares you for a freshman comp class. In some cases, some colleges allow you to test out a freshman comp. This would help you with that. Things along that nature. The credits that you get for the course are general elective credits. So while they do not actually replace a course, what they do is they allow you to graduate much sooner uh, and cheaper. So if you need 144 gra credits to graduate from university, now you only need to get 140. And in some cases, students struggle with general electives. Sometimes they don't want to take them. Mm -hmm. This is a way to get that out of the way. Mm -hmm. So there's a strength in that. Okay. So um, I'm just gonna. I'm gonna see this is the light this thing can actually stop. You hear that whining? Yeah, I do. ridiculous heating okay okay so 145 dollars for four four credits which equates to about a two thousand dollar value at the u somewhere in there yeah and it'll travel it'll travel everywhere transfer everywhere um the u in the past i've had two students that told me that the institutions they're applying to didn't know what to do with the credit, and in both cases, the U took over. I called the U, they said, we'll handle it. They called their people, and the credit's transferred just fine. So. Okay, and, and as you said, it's not, they, they can't replace, the, the writing studio won't replace a composition course at a university level, but it gives you four credits toward yep. general electives. And yeah, and, and, and it's designed to prepare you, like I said, for that composition course, but also for all the writing that you're gonna do in college. A lot of the writing you do in college, and you will write for every class, regardless of your major, um, a lot of it is going to be research-based, and we work a ton on that, and how to actually use a uh, college library, college database, how to use actual uh, peer-reviewed sources, mm -hmm. not just Google search stuff. It's, gonna, it's very helpful, I think, along those lines. It is one of the most writing-intensive courses that we have for sure senior year, and so... I would also say it's one of those courses that no matter what level you come into as a writer, you're going to get better. So if you come in thinking, man, I just, I cannot put a good paper together. I'm not very good at writing. I don't know grammar, mechanics, everything. We, we, we work on the science of writing. You'll get better. And if you come in feeling like you're a fairly accomplished writer, but you don't know if you could be a college level writer, uh, we'll get you ready for that too. So I think it meets everybody where they're at and, and brings them forward. Mm -hmm. The uh, alumni panel last week. One of the one of the gentlemen up speaking was talking about his preparedness, um, specifically writing preparedness as he hit the, the college scene and the the lack of uh, production he had on his essay. And they actually made him do some uh, prerequisite writing. Um, so what I'm hearing you say is that this particular class, in addition to the other curriculum in your English department that they've had writing specific. Um, will will prepare them for success at that next level. Yeah, for sure. I mean, this guy didn't have that class. But did not have it. So I think, yeah, it would definitely help. Um, and it, just because you need you need that reminder, you need that practice. And writing's like writing's like anything. The more you practice, the better you get. And so we also look at you know a lot of people they write better when they're invested in what they're writing about or at least interested in it. And so a lot of the reading, a lot of the material that we cover curriculum wise is high interest, controversial, 
type topics that you're gonna want to write about. We look at race, we look at gender issues, we look at currently right now my course is looking at um, illegal illegal immigration and the issues around that. We, I think, read books that are high interest, um, published within the last 10 to 15 years mm-hmm. uh, that the kids are gonna get something out of and want to write about. It's okay. kind of where we go. So the, the average student that's registering for English Club Writing Studio has been on what track? We get them all over. That's another beauty, I think, of the course. I have some honors kids in there. I have some traditional college prep kids. Um, when I do get honors kids in there more often than not, they feel like they need more writing practice. They want to get better. And so what happens is it feels kind of like an advanced class in some way, but you get the kids that are used to being challenged uh, le- they're leveling up the kids that might not used to be used to being as challenged, and so it brings, I think, a, a more like communal effort to get better at something. In terms of CDH curriculum, it's a college prep. College prep. You're not going to get honors credit, which I know throws some people off, and that's mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. Um, you can you can get college credit at Readings and Lit and Spectrum. It's available for every senior class we do. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would say that if you are an honors student interested in this class, um, an A is an A. And so in some cases, we get too hung up on the honor stuff and GPA and all that stuff. If you're on a good track, this could be a good course for you to be even more prepared mm-hmm. writing-wise uh, to do your best as you go forward. Do you have students that will double up w- with the writing studio? In the past, I've had two students do Spectrum and Writing Studio, and they were great at both. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't do as much. You do a lot of reading in Spectrum, not as much writing, and so they... They really liked it because it felt like it gave them a really holistic experience. Yeah, very well, well-rounded. Yeah. Similar to what some of the students do with the science curriculum senior year. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, I, if you do two science, you can do two English. It's very, yeah. very doable. Sure. Yeah. sure. Okay, anything else that you think a student who's making a decision on senior English curriculum should need to know about writing studio? Well, I would say depending on where you are, if you're in honors class right now and you're really hung up on the honors stuff, then stay with reading studio, stay with uh, readings and lit, go to Spectrum, do that sort of thing. If you want to get more writing, come here. If you're a college prep kid and you're going to do English 12, um, why not get some college credit? You know, push yourself a little bit more, get some college credit. It's going to amp it up a little bit more, step up to the plate and get a, a bit more of a challenge. Also, you know, I think a lot of times senior year, the myth is, well, junior year is the toughest year, senior year we can kind of relax and everything like that. Realistically, even if that's the case, you don't want to relax before you're stepping into college. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to keep going and get better at the things that you need to get better at so that the transition is much more smooth than it could be. So Yeah, definitely echo those comments. It's a, it's a big part of what uh, these admissions offices look in terms of review for their senior year because they don't have grades up front. Right. So they look at what they're taking and, and once they, they set something in, in place, then they need to maintain that or you know, get the approval of the admissions offices before they change things up. But yeah, the senior curriculum is, is important. And the U of M is a big name. It's a big name in academics, and the only credit you get from the English department in the U of M is this course, and so mm-hmm. it'll definitely help you. Yeah, Anne-Marie, uh, Miss Fraley mentioned that 96% of colleges and universities will take the CIS transfer credit in her class. I would imagine it's comparable numbers. I've been told, I, in all my dealings with the um, with the U of M side, they say they've never had anyone not take it mm-hmm. for this Get course. Credit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. outstanding. Okay, appreciate you coming in. Awesome, thanks.